What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of the Global Hoops podcast, uh, your favorite basketball player's favorite podcast. Uh, today on the show, uh, we got one of my good buddies, Dakota Zinzer, um, who's been kind of all over the place in Australia, uh, China, Indonesia. Uh, had a little bit of a scare with the coronavirus, not that he got it, but was over there when it broke out. Um, and yeah, Dakota's a great dude. Um, I met him one summer when, when going over to Germany and, and played for a little bit on a mission trip. And uh, yeah, he's a great dude. So um excited for you guys to, to hear this conversation. He's got a lot of knowledge. And uh, yeah, great guy. Let's get into it. As you guys heard, here we are with uh, Dakota Sinzer, and um, we're happy to have him joining us today. And so I guess we'll just start with, uh, at what age, Dakota, did you start uh, playing basketball, and how did you find yourself having a passion for it and kind of seeing it as something that you could, you know, that you wanted to do forever? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I mean, I started playing at a pretty young age. Um, I mean, I think it's hard to say when I – really started playing but my dad played in college and um you know I was probably playing in YMCA leagues when I was probably like six years old something like that um yeah man and then I mean all the way up until high school played um three four sports every year that I was in school whatever you know I played soccer football I golfed here and there played baseball um but you know I, I think I really started coming into basketball when I got really serious about it when I was a junior in high school. Um, and then my senior year, I decided only to play basketball. I wanted to focus on basketball because, you know, I started seeing improvement and I was getting better, taller, you know, more athletic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I started really enjoying it, it at that point, but you know, basketball has been, um, you know, a part of my life just because my dad played when he was really young and uh, mm-hmm. kind of instilled that in me. So, and, and I guess, like, would you say that when you were in high school and you said you started devoted time to it and, and saw, you know, your, your passion for it build, would you say there that you thought um, like being a pro was, was a dream or was it kind of just like, ah, I love basketball? I want to play in college and play for as long? Or did you think like, hey, I, I think I can make a, a career out of this. I think I can make some money out of this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think, you know, I think any young athlete's dreams and aspirations are to play at the professional level. You know, being in America, we, you know, we're watching the NFL, NBA, MLB, all that stuff at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that that's a dream and aspirations, but realistically um i didn't think being a professional athlete was an attainable goal until i probably uh got to college um but of course i wanted to um you know but i think at high, in high school you know it's just you know you're around all your buddies and it's a good time gets mm-hmm. you through the school year you make friends doing that um but yeah i i think i didn't think it was a attainable goal until I probably got to college yeah and and I guess great segue into that talk a little bit about college you went to to Palm Beach Atlantic I believe right yeah um, I went to uh, yeah 
And then like, I guess, talk a little bit about your, your recruitment process and what that looked like for you. Um, and then obviously committing and then kind of your, your time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to a division two school, NCAA division two in South Florida called Palm beach Atlantic university. Um, yeah, in high school, man, I mean, I had a really good high school career. Um, I transferred to a small private school, and in three years, I'm, I lost four games, um, unfortunately, two of those being at the state championship game. Um, but, um, yeah, so that happened. And it, But, I mean, I was, you know, I was all-state conference MVP. You know, I scored, I think, 1,300, 1,400 points in three years of high school. Um, you know, I was, I was a good player in high school and got recruited by a lot of schools in the Midwest, um, mm-hmm. this area. And I ended up getting recruited by uh, Palm Beach because the coach there was actually up in Minnesota his previous year, which is my senior season or my okay. junior season, sorry. And he was looking at me um, to come there and he got a new job my senior year. And we stayed in touch. And after the state uh, state tournament, I went down there for a tryout, uh, shot the piss out of the ball, <laughs> played really played really well. Um, yeah, they ended up offering me a scholarship, and yeah, man, just stayed for four years, and it was a great four years for me. Um, you know, I learned a lot about myself as a player and as a man. I had great teammates. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, really cool. And again, for me being a kid from the Midwest, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> South Florida was uh, <laughs> sounded pretty appealing to me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then can you speak a little bit to, um, at least I know for me, when I graduated, um, I didn't really have an idea of the next steps to, you know, get overseas and kind of continue my career even though I know that it's something that I wanted to do so Mm -hmm. can you speak to your process a little bit and how you found yourself um you know finding a way over there for sure um mine I think is a little bit different honestly than other people um when I at the end of my junior year um probably more like summertime going into senior year I just knew I wanted to play professionally and I could potentially have a chance to do so so what I did was just I did my research, man, all senior year, you know, I'm on Eurobasket, you know, looking at players, coaches, obviously you can't contact them until the end of the season, but, um, you know, just kind of reading up on things. And then I also would reach out to people that I knew played professionally for whether it was a year or 10 years. Um, And I just kind of reached out to some people who are now my mentors and asked them, you know, about their process and how things work, because I think a lot of people have misconceptions about professional basketball overseas um, Uh and they just don't know the reality of it. So what I did is just, I tried to soak up as much information as I could just to be ready um, when my senior season ended. And I was, man, I had a contact list ready to go. I talked to a ton of people that just, I mean, are still helping me out to this day. And um, to go off of that is, you know, the world of basketball is a ruthless place, man. It's, it's a business. Um, It's not like college anymore. You know, people are trying to 
make money off of you. And if they can't, they're going to kick you to the curb. Um, yeah. So what I did, man, is just built relationships because at the end of the day, you know, basketball is going to end for everybody. So um, you want those relationships with that you can build with people that can, you know, and obviously enhance for me, enhance my professional career. But at the end of the day, who knows what I'm doing after I'm done playing, man, maybe I want to go coach in a different country or uh, be a, because my my major's in personal training and nutrition so Mm -hmm. you know be a personal trainer in a different country something like that but um yeah man for me just I worked on really building relationships relationships with people that could help me um and I could help them too you know I think you know when you get an agent um that that's a two-way street man they're not they shouldn't be the ones always giving to you and you, you have nothing to offer them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now down the road for me, I've played in six different countries and I'm able to help my agent. I can give him information on clubs and coaches, things like that. Um, but to get back to the question, man, yeah, just um, my, my senior year was different. I tried to just confide in a lot of people that knew the ropes much better than I did. Um, and get that information from them just so I knew what to expect and be ready um, for my journey as a pro athlete. Yeah, I got you. And, and people, people probably don't know if they're, if they're going to be listening to this, but you and I actually met um, in between junior and senior year Mm -hmm. uh, when we went over to, to Germany uh, with an organization called news, news release basketball. Right. And we were Mm -hmm. putting on camps and, and playing some games and man that was a lot of fun uh I know I know we had a great time but you know from that experience did did you connect with with any of those guys that we met along the way do you still keep in in touch with them um not only the guys on our team but like how you touched on like mentors and people who mm-hmm. have been playing over there yeah for sure man um I actually uh, I put one of my teammates on that's about to graduate next year he'll be a senior next year he's actually going on the tour uh, supposed to be this summer we'll see what happens but um, yeah man try to stay in touch with those people at news release just because um, that's a good a good experience for anyone you know an athlete looking to further their career or if you're just you're into missions um, and want to go overseas and kind of see what it's like but um, yeah just kind of going back to the relationship thing man you know I just want to keep those relationships with people that have helped me along the way Um, you never want to not necessarily burn a bridge but you want to keep in touch you know see how people are doing um, make sure they're not forgotten Mm -hmm. but um, yeah I mean try to like I said try to stay in touch with those people Um, but yeah man that was a great experience yeah (laughs) a lot of fun you know yeah for college kids getting to uh, experience kind of a little bit of the pro lifestyle um, what it might be like a little bit and yeah it's a good time yeah (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's a, I think it's a huge thing. Like you said, uh, I mean, in any field you're in to, you know, keep the relationship strong and leave a good, uh, a good imprint wherever you go, but definitely Mm -hmm. in a industry like basketball where everything is, I mean, it's really, it's big, but it's really small. Like so many guys work Mm -hmm. in so many different countries and play on so many different teams and teammates and agents and everybody knows each other. So the more, the more good impressions you can leave the better. But um, before we move into the, the details of all the places you played in. You said earlier that uh, people have 
uh, people over here that don't play have a lot of misconceptions about the lifestyle and the and the business. So in general, what would you say are the biggest ones? Because I know me and Dave talk about uh, talk about it a lot. Um, with, and we talked about it on our first couple episodes. So what would mm -hmm. you say are the biggest misconceptions that you know people over here don't realize about living and playing or or whatever? Mm, yeah, I I mean I think really it's just that the pro lifestyle is just sweet, man. And it's all, it's all cupcakes and nothing else, you know, but um, unless you're playing at in a top division somewhere, that's almost never the case. Um, just regarding everything, man, like, you know, how nice is the court going to be? How good is the food? How good is your apartment? Um, just little things like that, that you don't, that you might take for granted because you're in college, man. Most colleges have, you know, you got a nice gym to play on, like a wood floor. You have athletic mm. trainers. You have a training room. Mm. You know, you're – and people take that for granted because, man, I've played in places where I don't have an athletic trainer, man. The floor that I'm playing on has missing pieces <laughs> in the wood. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I just think people get this, this conception that the – the pro lifestyle is just sweet, man. And you're going to be a pro and you want that, that title, man. But there's a lot more that comes with it for sure. Um, yeah. And it's hard too. Cause again, mo a lot of players like me, you know, I was at the same school for four years, played for the same coach, same system for four years. You know, you get used to that. And now you're going to a different country. Most, most of the time, a different language, different atmosphere, different coach. And now you have to adjust so quickly, man, because if you don't, guess what? They're going to get the next guy to come do it instead. They'll send you home, you know. Uh -huh. So um, it is, you know, a lot of people ask, like, how how is a certain place or how has been – how is playing pro? Yeah, it's cool. It's an adjustment, man. That's probably the, the thing I say most is an adjustment. Yeah. I think I think that's 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 a good thing to touch on. I think that's the same thing that's come up in about uh, like a bunch of the people we've we've talked with, and I know Sean himself would probably just say like being adaptable is is probably like one of the the biggest things that you can do um, mm -hmm. because it is it isn't all sunshine and rainbows, and you're not driving around in a you know a Mercedes Benz and mm -hmm. you know living at the top of the high rise and stuff. You know you work to get there, but a lot of people don't yeah. see. Yeah, all the stuff that goes on in the background. So, for sure. Um, so, so talk about your first pro experience, and I believe that was in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my rookie season was in Australia. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's kind of different. Um, for those of you who don't know, there's basically two leagues in Australia. You know, you have, and it's kind of changing now, but um, NBL is like the main league, and they say that's top three in the world. You know, you, a lot of people say, you know, obviously NBA is number one. Then you got like CBA, which is top league in China. And then probably with like Euro league is probably hand in hand with that. And then NBL is coming up next, especially now a lot of the younger players going over there before getting drafted. Now, I mean, you look at LaMelo ball, uh -huh. things like that, but uh, yeah, man. So I played in a state league, which is, second division technically um i was in south adelaide um and it, they so that what i was getting to is they have different seasons you know your typical european season is going to start pretty much around the college time and it's going to go for that same duration um mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, what do you say, August to March or April about, yep. and um, uh, Australia is a little bit different. They don't start until February or March and they go to Ju- around July. Um, so for me, it was, I had to wait a little bit longer because I, I didn't take any jobs in Europe. Um, I had a few offers, but they just weren't um, what I liked, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So, yep, I went over to Australia in January, and that was my rookie season, man. Um, you know, our team was pretty young, really young, actually. had a couple, like, 18-, 19-year-olds, uh, first-year coach, um, great guy. Team was really good, man. Chemistry was good. There was a lot of talent, but um, it was, again, just an adjustment. You know, for me, first year playing professionally, um, trying to fit the role that the coach wants for me. Um, and before leaving, you know, you sign that contract and you're you're feeling good, man. You're like, okay, I'm a pro now. Like, I'm ready to go over there and kill. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not really how it went for me. I had a decent season. Um, but nothing that I, like, I would have liked it to play a lot better. Um, didn't win many games, man. Um, it's a little frustrating for me, uh, not accustomed to losing. Obviously any athlete or competitor doesn't want to lose, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a little frustrating, frustrating year for me. Um, but, uh, I, I can't say that I would change it just because it's gotten me to where I am now. Um. But besides basketball, you know, Australia is a great place to be, man. Country is beautiful. Weather's nice. Um, there's no language barrier. The food is pretty like pretty much exactly the same as the U.S. So uh, the adjustment outside of basketball was not that difficult. So that made a pretty easy transition for me. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a huge part of it. Uh, you know, the probably I mean we've only spent a certain amount of time on the court and obviously that's the most important thing that uh we you know we do when we're out there but a lot of the time is free time and you know you're hanging out at at home or whatever city you're in so it's you know having a a nice situation off the court uh you know helps with everything your mood your mental health all of that it's a huge it's a huge part that uh people people don't realize and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, after Australia, you played in Russia direct right mm-hmm. after that? Yeah, I played in so, Russia. So how was that experience compared to your – because that's a completely different, I mean, culture, language, basketball style, weather, yeah. everything. So uh, how was that experience? And do you think that your season in Australia prepared you for that type of cultural shock and basketball shock, so to speak? Mm, okay yeah man Russia was different (laughs) um it was cool though man um I I came home from Australia I was home maybe three weeks and then I was off again so pretty quick turnaround um but I think Australia it it prepared me for Russia man because I had a you know I was frustrated with my season there and I didn't have that much time to kind of think about it but I had this chip on my shoulder and I was ready to go um I was going to be the only import the only American player coming over to start and you know I just the coach was giving me the green light so I just took full advantage of that not in a bad way but you know I was just like yo I'm about to I'm about to kill this season Mm -hmm. for real like I'm about to just kill um but Russia was different man um the coach was the only person that spoke English 
uh, which was really <laughs> difficult. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of the stereotypes, as bad as it sounds, they do hold up. <laughs> like just <laughs> the Russian people being rugged and basketball was so physical, man. Like I actually – I broke two ribs my first game in, and then Ooh. I played on it for three and a half months before I left. So that wow. was tough, man. And, um, you know, practices were crazy. Two or three times a day, each one being like three hours. Like, these dudes are serious, man. Like, I'm telling you, bro. Hmm. And, and it was different, you know, to go back to Australia. We practiced twice a week and had one game a week. So mm – -hmm. And then I'll go, I go to Russia, and it's practiced twice a day, four or five games a week. So a little bit of an adjustment there, too. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, as far as the question goes, I, I feel like Australia prepared me for, for Russia in a few ways. You know, maybe not looking at, like, the play. Like, I didn't play well enough, I don't think, in Australia. But – I had that chip on my shoulder. I came back home for three weeks, worked my butt off, and I was like, I'm about to I'm about to go off this season, you know. So it was it was good and bad, I think, for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and what what was what was the competition? I mean, you said you alluded to it, it was it was physical, but what was the mm -hmm. competition like um compared to Austria uh, Australia, not Austria. Australia, like was it better? What what division were you playing in? Um kinda kinda shed some light there. Yeah, so um I mean David, you know a little bit too, you know, from news release, um going to Germany and stuff. Mm -hmm. When you go over to Europe, man, it's not necessarily about who's the most athletic, the quickest, the tallest, whatever you want to call it. Um in college it is that way though. You know, you players want to be the fastest. They want to be the most athletic. You, you go overseas though. It's more about, you know, using those things properly pace, you know, change of pace, IQ, how, you, you know, doing things the right way, you know, cause that's how great teams win games, obviously. So, um, you know, in Russia, it wasn't a ton of dudes putting, doing 360s, windmills, nothing like that. Just really gritty, smart players. Um, so that was the difference there. But then, again, super physical. Um, and they, they live up to the, that stereotype in that way, um, just being super rugged. And um, the officials there, man, it's just different. Like, they let, they let the physical basketball happen. So um, it's good and bad, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Like, if you can adjust to that style of play, it, you can use that to your advantage. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was kind of different, man. Like, we played in two leagues over there, uh, Super League, and it was just – it was different, man. Like, just different experience. Um, I don't know how much I want to touch on it because I don't know how much I'm, like – supposed to say honestly but um however much you want <laughs> yeah it's just uh it, it is it's a little shady man over there just um and it happens everywhere but you know betting mm -hmm. on games things like that it gets kind of a little, little touchy man and um so is, then 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 drop some dirt let's let's drop a story hey of, bro i gotta be careful you know? man i'm not trying to <laughs> um we don't have no, to name so, names so uh for example man like i had security guards at my apartment and at the gym right and all of them work for the kgb you know and that's like known they like let it be known so i i couldn't lift a finger without 
any like them knowing what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a little scary, different. Um, but it's, yeah, man, as far as playing, it just, you know, things get a little suspect there, you know, people trying to make money in different ways, betting. Um, yeah, it's just, it's different, man. Uh-huh. It's just a different, you know, I've never had to worry about anything but playing basketball and I don't want to either, you know, you know, I, I don't want to worry about how many points we need to give up this quarter so we can make however much money. Like it, I'm, I'll never let a coach tell me, let this man score on you. Let number 10 score 10 points. You got me messed up, bro. Like, seriously, (laughs) like you can take me out before that happens. And so that, that did happen to you when you were over there? It didn't happen to me, but it was asked of me. So it's like things like that. Just, yeah, man, it gets, uh, it's a little, little murky. Um, so for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, as a basketball player, bro, you just – most players, you, I just want to play, man. Like, I don't want to worry about all that external stuff. Like, I just want to go on the court, you know, and try to win. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit different over there for sure. Hmm. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit me with, like, I don't – like, they didn't pay you. Not like uh, <laughs> people are fixing the games and uh, coaches telling uh, you, hey, let this. No, I, I mean, I got paid. Um, so I actually had like an open contract over there. So I could just, if I got a better offer, which I did, I could leave. Uh, you know, I, I got it and I let the coach know and he wasn't happy about that. So they actually ended up not getting my paying for my ticket back here, uh, which is they're supposed to. Uh-huh. So. You know, that's an that's a little chunk of money that I had to fork out, which is unfortunate. And you know, kind of didn't leave with like bad blood, but definitely like frustration on both uh-huh. ends for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean that's another uh, part of the business that I think goes unmentioned a lot is like teams respecting contracts and you know all mm-hmm. the legality and everything that goes into it because. Yeah it's such a nuanced thing everywhere you go. Um, but I mean, glad to hear you made it out of there, uh, <laughs> in, in one piece, even though, you, yeah. have, you know, buy your own, buy your own ticket, which happens to a lot of guys. Unfortunately, I've seen it happen yeah. a ton, but, um, you were talking about, uh, you were able to, you know, catapult from there into a better place. Mm-hmm. So where, uh, was that Russian opportunity able to take you? Yeah. So I ended up going to China next, um, you know, and I was actually there when all this Corona stuff went down. Um, mm. I actually got, so again, I was home in the States from Russia for, geez, man, maybe, maybe a month, maybe. And then I ended up going to China um, and was playing against NBL teams, which is like second division there um, and started playing there. And then things kind of, got shut down as things started progressively getting worse there. But uh, China was dope, man. Um, Asia is a lot of people that know like the overseas basketball scene. Asia is where the money's at. So, uh, you know, and then they love basketball too. They don't really, they don't have American football. You know, soccer is not as big as it is in Europe. So basketball is not really second fiddle to anything. Basketball is like the main thing. So, you know, I, we'd be playing in 
games with 10,000 people there, man, which is, you know, as a basketball player, you, you thrive off that. You love that, that kind of mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, but yeah, man, China was dope. Uh, really different, just different culture, different atmosphere, but I enjoy, it. I think that's part of the journey, man, is enjoying, you know, different cultures. And, um, you know, we were talking about like living situation, things like that, but you want to feel at home man. wherever you go, you want to feel at home. Otherwise you're not going to perform well on the court. You know, you don't want to feel like you're traveling at, out of a suitcase and just living out of, of a suitcase and uh-huh. you're not enjoying it. Cause you're, I feel like, you know, most players won't perform well that way. You want to feel comfortable. You want to feel at home, mm-hmm. um, you know, and for me, I felt comfortable when I was able to embrace the culture and uh, talk to local people, things like that. You know, it's just kind of cool for me to experience things like this. You know, it's funny. My dad always tells me too. He's like, you've gone to more places that people go in their entire lives and you're 24 years old. Hmm. So um, it's a blessing, man, for sure. But um, yeah, China was dope. Just so different too. like be sitting on the train, man, and people put their phones in your face like taking pictures, videos, just you name it. But uh, mm-hmm. it was cool, man. Really different experience, but really cool though. I mean, I, I'll follow up on that. So, and I know you, you've been to one other place um, is Indonesia, right? You were just there, mm-hmm. just came back yeah. uh, again yeah. with all the, the, the coronavirus stuff that's happening. But mm-hmm. out of those four places, I think I'd be interested to know, like, did your teammates – always respect you like did they did they see you as this this outsider is this American or did they see you as like okay this guy's actually my teammate like mm-hmm. you know enjoy him I guess talk a little bit about about each of those and mm-hmm. what, what that looked like yeah so I mean for I think Australia would be the easiest one you know don't really feel like a minority at all um, there's not that much of a difference there and team was team was young um younger than I, I say young younger than me you know um so pretty accepting of me Russia was different man I had a lot of teammates that showed like a ton of love and just like appreciated me being there and then other ones I don't think they liked me as much because maybe I took certain positions from them mm-hmm. um which is I think that happens on any team man there's I don't know if you want to call it jealousy, but um, I don't know, man. It's just a weird dynamic, you know, people bringing an American player and if things have been done a certain way for a while, it's it's hard for them to adjust as well. You know, we talk about us as import players adjusting. It's tough for the local players to adjust as well. Um, mm-hmm. So Russia was different, man. I think good and bad. You know, some players didn't really want me there. Other ones love that I was there. Um, and then – China was cool, man. Um, Super accepting. Um, You know, the Chinese culture is very uh, loyal and hospitable, you know, so they, if they didn't want me there, I couldn't tell. That's for sure. Um, But they were always super friendly, man. And I think I felt the most love in China and Indonesia for sure. Like they're just, like a different culture, man. Uh-huh. And I, I, that's what I appreciated most about it. You know, you want to feel welcome. You want to feel, feel love out there. And again, that's another aspect of what makes you want to go to certain places for sure. Uh-huh. And then 
um, to kind of bounce off that, I mean, we're all stuck up with this. Uh, I mean, the whole world pretty much is kind of on lockdown because of, you know, this whole coronavirus situation. So how did things play out when you were over there with your club and I don't know, getting paid, getting the flights, getting, uh, cause I know, um, when I was in Spain, my team had a, you know, well, every team had a, it was a big issue for them to deal with. So how did that play out for you? And, uh, was it a stressful situation or how did you react to it when, when everything was happening? Mm, yeah. So, um, when I came back from China, we didn't have any issues. We kind of got back before it got like terrible. Um, but I had, we had the self quarantine, uh, when we got back from China and then I ended up going to Indonesia shortly after to play an IBL and I get there and I, I was only supposed to be there maybe a month month and a half for playoffs uh there was four regular season games and then playoffs but um I get there you know I practice first couple of days and you know it's game day and the FIBA sends out that the uh I don't know if you want to call it a sanction but the you know that letter to all FIBA FIBA related teams mm-hmm. you know you everything's going to be put on hold for a while postponed for the time being so I get there and I'm like damn bro like I'm trying to play I'm ready to go whatever things get postponed and we we kind of sat around for a couple days waiting because they were thinking about maybe um playing still with no fans or something like that um but Indonesia wasn't a high-risk country so it wasn't as difficult for me to get back from Indonesia back to the States just a few days ago. Um, I mean, I went through customs with no issues at all. Like when I, when I came back from China, you know, I had to do extra screening. Me and my wife had to, we'd have filled a ton of paperwork. And then a guy from the CDC was at our our house the next day. Um, But with Indonesia, man, we didn't, I didn't have any problems. Like just like a normal flight Um, and no problems with the club either. Uh, We already, have an agreement um playoffs finish up in june so you know hoping but i'll be going back in may uh, as long as things are all cleared up uh to finish playoffs then but um yeah man it wasn't too much diff no no difficulties coming back from indonesia Mm -hmm. uh actually probably a little bit better i had the full road of myself on every flight back so (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's dope. And, uh, man, we're, 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 we're obviously glad that you got back safe. Um, you know, it's a super crazy time and it's, yeah, mm-hmm. like, like Sean said, it's, it's putting everything on hold, like mm-hmm. basketball life. So, um, yeah, glad you got back. And I, and I think just to, to wrap it up, um, you know, being as someone who's, who's been in the business for, for a little bit, you got some, you know, experience under your belt. Um, for those who, you know, might be looking to pursue this as a career, um, what's some advice you would give them? Or maybe, you know, knowing yourself now and say you could go back, is there, is there any advice you might have given your younger self uh, as someone who, who wanted to pursue this as, you know, their career, their dream? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, man, I, I, I'm happy with the way things have unfolded for me. Um, again, Coming, I came out of a Division two school. I didn't put up crazy numbers or anything like that. So I just kind of had to 
make my own way um, for guys maybe in the same situation or maybe not. That first, the first job, that's the first hunt, man. You got you to gotta get that first job, and then you just got to prove yourself, you know. If you want it bad enough, you're going to make it work, you know. Um, that, but that first job is the, the hump, man. You got to get over that first hump. And then, you know, if you perform, it's, it, it's not – I wouldn't say easy, but it's easier to get a job after that, you know. Um, you look at the basketball market now, it's tough because the players are ruining the market, you know. I know dudes that are taking – jobs for 300 bucks a month man like that's ruining the market you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't know anybody that can live off 300 bucks a month i don't know a single person so um but just to yeah keep going going on that it's just you know you got to put in the work too and just uh as we talked about being able to adapt being able to adjust to the situation because you know, you might not have a good coach or you might not have a good relationship with your coach. Uh, you might not like your teammates. You might not like the style of play. You might not like the country you're going to. You might not, not like the situation, whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it it's not for everybody, man. It's just not. Like, I know dudes that are just straight killers, man. Like, buckets go overseas and just don't like it, you know. So you you have to have this love and passion for the game to do it otherwise it's not going to work for you um you know and everyone's different but for me now it's I've been coming into this stage of life where you know I have that title of being a pro basketball player and I need to own that like if this is my job man I I need to make it my job like I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna sit on the couch eat potato chips (laughs) play video games all day like even with this crazy stuff going on like I I get working man I have a gym to go to I work out work out at home you know, you got to make it work. You got to be devoted. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, for kids that are thinking about going to play somewhere, you know, just be informed. You know, knowledge is power for real. Like, if you know what to expect and you get – you're able to talk to guys that have been through it, like, that's just – it's only going to help you. It's not going to mm-hmm. hinder you. Um, and for me, like – I feel blessed and fortunate to be where I am now. And I love talking to young, younger kids about playing pro or playing at the next level. Um, you know, and I'm sure most people are like that, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it's cool to share my story and share my journey and maybe help someone get there too. Um, but yeah, man, just know, know your stuff, ask people, don't be afraid to ask and then just be ready. Cause when, when you get there, you know, things might not be what they seem, but you mm-hmm. just, it's just about work, man. Just put in the work. And if you perform it, you're most likely going to be able to get jobs. And I think the last thing I'd say is working on those relationships. Um, I know dudes that average 30 points in high level leagues and they don't have jobs because they're a terrible teammate. They mm-hmm. got a bad attitude. That, I have one of my mentors played 16 years, man. He played like 10 years in the Euro League, um, which is big time. You know, yeah. that's big time. But, um, you know, he told me, he said, I was never the most athletic, never the quickest. Sometimes not even – he's a really good shooter. He said sometimes not even the best shooter. But he said, I was a great teammate. He said, I interacted with club members properly. Um, and I, he's like, I showed my face around the club. You know, that's important to them. You know, they want to build a – 
a brand and a tradition. So mm-hmm. that's really important. So uh, younger players don't, don't think, you know, everything, you know, give back to the mm-hmm. club, you know, um, and just build those relationships because they're much more important than you, than you might think um, down the road. Uh, so just, yeah, man, be a, be a good teammate, be a good guy. Um, yeah. Have respect for people, man. Yeah. All that stuff's really important. You know, you can, like I said, you could be a killer on the court, but if you're a bad teammate, no one, no one wants that. If I'm a club owner, if I'm a coach, I don't want to coach you. It doesn't matter if you average 30 or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that's yeah, incredibly sage advice. Um, I think a, a great way to, to wrap it up. Um, if I would say wise beyond your years, my friend, wise beyond your years for sure. <laughs> you got me, you got me thinking about my life right here and what I need to go oh, yeah. do right after this call. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Great catching up. Um, we, re- we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, look, look forward to keeping in touch with you in the future and, uh, excited to see what you keep doing, how you keep growing. Um, yeah, man, just yeah, happy for you and excited for you. For sure. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. It's been good to talk with you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thanks everybody.